It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome into another edition of Locked On Titans. I am your host, Jimmy Morris. Joined, as always, by Terry Lambert. Terry, what's going on tonight? Not a whole lot. What's going on with you? Oh, not too much. Uh, tonight, the big news, obviously, is the Pro Bowl rosters have been announced. So we'll get into that, and then we'll go through uh, Titans playoff scenarios that have changed quite a bit in the last, you know, probably two or three weeks we've been, we've been doing this show. You know, two or three weeks ago, it seemed like pretty much a shoe-in. The Titans were going to be able to make it. Now, every, every, every week, every loss against a bad team drops those chances a little bit more, and now they – actually don't control their own destiny. So we'll talk a little bit about that in, in some different scenarios um, as far as that's concerned. But starting off, um, Titans got three players named in the Pro Bowl tonight. Taylor the one, named a starter. Jarrell Casey named a starter. And then Brett Kern is the punter. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a big deal for this team to get three Pro Bowls. And it, it, listen, I'm not going to watch the Pro Bowl. I don't, I don't really care anything about it. But it's cool to, you know, have guys that are having good seasons get recognized. And, and people get all up in arms about who makes a Pro Bowl team and who doesn't, and I, I don't really get into that. But it's cool to see this team get three guys on the team because there have been years where the the Titans had good teams, had good players that deserved the recognition of big name to a Pro Bowl, and you know guys got completely left out, and they get one or two players here or there. So, I mean, it's good that some of these guys are starting to get the national recognition that they deserve. And for a guy like Jarrell Casey, I said in the post on, on MusicCityMiracles.com, you know, Casey's numbers, I mean, just as far as raw, you know, counting numbers that, that fans can look at a box score and see, I mean, his numbers are a little bit down this year. He's still he's still getting in the backfield. He's still, you know, making his presence known, creating pressures and that kind of stuff. But he hasn't had the sack numbers that he has in years past, at least not early in the season. So it's good to see him still get recognized in a year where just those box score numbers are not, not, not necessarily there. It shows the respect that he has around the league at this point. And then Brett Kern, I mean, cool to see him get there. And he, he just he, he seems like a good guy uh, and, you know, does a lot of good stuff in the community and, and all those types of things. Has had a great year. Uh, you know, he should probably send a, uh, you know, a, a fruit basket or whatever to Terry Rubisky, to Mike Malarkey, to Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, part of the reason that he got recognition is because he's punted so much this year because the offense has been so bad. So, you know, if, if things were different there – He's probably not on a, a lot of fans' minds, or even guys in the league, just because they wouldn't notice him as, as much if he, as he didn't if he didn't get as many opportunities as he does to punt it again. Yeah, that was that was a surprise to me. Uh, I know Kern's been great, but uh, I, I really didn't think you know a national audience would would take note of that. Uh, but but like you said, that's pretty cool. Uh, I think I thought Titans had legit gripes about Wesley Woodyard not getting in and, and Kevin Byard. Uh, Byard's probably 
just not not a household name yet, uh, and that's that's what it is. It's it's kind of a popularity contest along with, with how how well you're playing. So uh, I'm not going to get too bent out of shape about it. it, it Pro Bowl means nothing to me. Uh, but but those were two guys that I thought deserve some more recognition for what they've done. Uh, Woodyard's been he's been the MVP of this defense. Uh, he, he's kind of in spots where the pass rush has struggled. Dick LeBeau has turned him loose up the middle, and he's made a huge difference. Uh, so um, Kevin Byard will get his time. He's only in his second year. He's uh, still a relative unknown in, in, in the league. So as he improves uh, and continues to, to gain more time in the league, you know, six picks already, if he keeps doing that, he'll, he'll go to plenty of Pro Bowls before his career is over. Yeah, and it does seem like it takes a year where guys should make the Pro Bowl before they actually do, in this market anyway. I don't think that's necessarily the case everywhere. But like you said, I mean, it is it is a popularity contest. And the weird thing is Kevin Byard won the fan voting. Um, so, you know, I thought after seeing that, he was a shoe-in to, to make the team. But, you know, that that he, to me, is, is the, the most egregious one. Like you said, Wesley Woodyard has been really good, but – I don't think it's something that a lot of a lot of fans are going to take notice of. And again, that, that's why I think you and I kind of agree here that it's not it's not something that's worth getting all fired up about because this is this is a popularity contest more than anything else. Um, one of my one of my good friends in college used to get furious that Bruce Matthews made the Pro Bowl every year um, because you know at the end of his career he was just making it on on his name recognition. You know he wasn't still playing at that Pro Bowl level. But again, that just kind of speaks to what it is. And you know it, it's a cool thing for those guys to get to go. Not as cool, you know, when it's in Orlando versus being in Hawaii. I and mean, that, that probably takes away from the attractiveness for the players at least a little bit and their families. But still, it's good to get recognized for that type of stuff. And I'm sure some of these guys have, you know, incentives in their contracts and, and that kind of stuff. And, and I'm sure it's stuff that gets brought up in contract negotiations uh, for these guys. So, so cool for them to have that. A lot of times fans are up in arms about Delaney Walker not making it. And, look, if we're going to be realistic and talk about guys that have, a, you know, have a legitimate beef for not being in the pro ball, Delaney Walker's just not one of them this year. Um, he struggled in games, you know. I mean, he dropped a touchdown pass last week, fumbled. Um, dropped another touchdown pass in an earlier game. And then when you look at the guys like Rob Gronkowski and Travis Kelsey, the numbers they put up week in and week out, they're going to make the Pro Bowl, and they should. Now, you can argue that, you know, Gronk is a, you know, at least what he did in that Bills game was garbage, and, and, you know, that there should be some kind of, like, repercussions from that, maybe even beyond just the one-game suspension that he got. I mean, if you want to make that argument, fine, whatever. But if you're just talking about numbers, and that's that's what this is, numbers, they're not, they're not taking – you know, fans and or players who vote for this, they're not watching how well Delaney Walker blocks on a run play and, you know, grading him on his run blocking versus, you know, Gronkowski or Kelsey's run blocking to, to first selection to Pro Bowl. That, that's not how this works. That's not, you know, you don't want blocking tight ends in a Pro Bowl. I mean, that, that's not what the, what that game is about even. So um, I, I think that if we're going to, if we're going to get upset about somebody not making the Pro Bowl, Delaney Walker's not the guy we need to be upset about. No, and you're not putting any, offensive skill players on this team in, in the Pro Bowl. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. It, uh, considering what the offense has done, you know, the past really two months of the season, uh, it, it's just not a, an offense that's going to put up numbers. And that's what all of this is driven by. And, and you're talking about, you know, Travis Kelsey and, and Rob Gronkowski ahead of him. So he really had no chance, uh, it, which it, it sucks for him. But then again, he's taken a step back this year. Uh, it hadn't been as consistent as he has been in the past. So, uh, tough spot for him, but you know, like I said, Taylor Wan was probably 
the most deserving on this offense uh, and probably the only one that really deserved to go. Yeah, and then, like, I, I think I saw a list of alternates and Conklin's on the list. Uh, we didn't find whatever. Um, but, like, Marcus Mariota is, is, a, is an alternative as, at quarterback. And, look, I mean, you know, we've, we've gotten accused of being, you know, too easy on Mariota at times. Um, and, and, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe rightfully so. But Marcus Mariota doesn't start being a Pro Bowl this year. I mean, come on. Um, but if you remember back to, like, Vince Young's rookie year, um, he got to go to the Pro Bowl that year, and he was like the sixth alternative or something. And it got down to even where like McNair was right ahead of him, and McNair basically just stepped aside so Vince Young could go. Um, so I mean, you know, in that, in that in that way, it gets to be a little bit of a joke. I think Adoree Jackson's the alternate as a, as a kick returner, and you know, look, we 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 were excited about the the what he could bring to this return game. Um, you know, we hadn't had a game breaker like him really in a long time. Uh, probably all the way back to Pac-Man. But, you know, he's been largely disappointing in the return game. I think he's been a better corner than he has been a returner, which I would have never thought, you know, before the season started, that's what we'd be talking about right now. Um, but he hasn't the, – the, the only big runs – the only big returns that, he've had, that he's had have gotten called back on penalties. And I don't know, for whatever reason right now, he's having trouble catching punts. He, it just seems like he, he lets way too many hit the ground. But again, you know, it, it, all this stuff, I mean, it's, it, that's, that's kind of what the Pro Bowl is. There's a lot of, like you said, just, it, it, there's a lot of popularity that goes into it and a lot of guys that get there based off of reputation, not necessarily their play on the field. Yeah, and let's be real about Adoree. I mean, what do you remember about Adoree Jackson? You remember him returning punts at USC. You know, you remember him being an electric playmaker. Uh, and I think you've seen flashes of that. Uh, you've seen you've seen some return touchdowns that have been called back, uh, going back to even the preseason. So I think that plays a role in it. You know, playing at a big visible school like USC certainly didn't hurt him there. So, uh, you know, he, he didn't have stats to back that up. But you've seen the flashes there. So I, I don't know. I don't have a real big problem with it. I'm, I'm just – I, like I said, I'm just not a big Pro Bowl guy, Pro Bowl guy in general. Yeah. All right. So that, that'll about do it on that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that list, and it'll change obviously as as the game gets closer and guys miss because they're injured or in the Super Bowl or that kind of stuff. So, but anyway, it is cool to see three guys from the Titans get get voted in. So um, it'll be it'll be fun just to just to be able to 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 talk about that and watch that or whatever. Uh, before we move on to playoff scenarios, I'm going to tell you about draft. Um, if you haven't checked out draft, you really need you really need to. Fantasy football fans, listen up. It's not too late to join the 500,000 people that have already downloaded draft this season. You get to play in a real live snake draft, but you're on under five minutes, and they last just one week. You can jo- join one right now for week 15. Week 16, the best part, play for cold, hard cash. And get this, your chances of winning are 80% better than on the salary cap sites. All new players get a free entry into a real money draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code LONFL. That's right, play a real money game for free just by using the promo code LONFL. And it gets even better. Draft is so sure you'll love it that they're even offering Locked On Titans listeners a money-back guarantee up to $100. Just search Draft in your app store or go to Draft.com and come play free right now with promo code LONFL. All right, just real quick, I'm, I'm going to tell you, like that, that's, a, that's a copy that I read, right? I play on Draft. I think it's really fun. Uh, they've done some cool stuff this year where – uh, I can't remember exact scenarios, but um, where plays like players got screwed on touchdowns or whatever, they didn't do anything for, Jesse, for the Jesse James thing this week. But in the past, they've done it like where a, where a touchdown that probably should have counted got overruled. 
they they refunded people their their entries if they lost by you know less than six. If, if that was the difference in them winning or losing, they went they went ahead and just did that across the board for people. Still paid out the people that, that actually won, but gave the other people their money back that that you know came in second or whatever. So the, it's a really cool site, and you like I said, you pick five players, two running backs, two between wide receiver and tight ends, and then one quarterback. You can do head to head. You can do three man, five man, you know, ten man drafts. Thirty seconds per pick. It's really fun. It's cool. Um, I, I've posted drafts the last couple of weeks and they haven't filled. I'm going to do that again this week. Again, follow me on Twitter at, at jmorrismcm. Uh, I'll, I'll put that out there. Check it out. Come play me. It, it, it's fun. It, it really is. So check it out. I, I think you'll really like it. And for a lot of people, I know your your regular your full season fantasy season is over. Uh, like for me, I lost in one of my leagues by one point one, which is just super awesome. But um, Draft is more similar to what you do in season long than like DraftKings or FanDuel. It's not a salary cap. You draft players. Um, so if you're you know apprehensive or whatever about getting into DFS, draft is a way that you can kind of ease in. And like I said, it's more similar to what you've been playing. If you've only played season long, you've never played DFS before. So again, check it out. Use the promo code LONFL. You get a three a $3 ticket for free. Um, so that's always cool. You can check it out that way. Uh, all right. So... Coming up after this, we will talk about the Titans and their playoff scenarios that they face heading into Week 16. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, so like I said at the top, we've been talking about the Titans playoff chances, uh, you know, really since we started this show, and especially for the last month or so, and, and you know, how, how high those chances were heading into that game in Arizona. And then they've taken a pretty drastic hit um, with, with each loss that they had over the last couple of weeks. And so now we're to the point to where the Titans don't control their own destiny, which that has not been the case really for most of the season. I mean, they, they've been in, in, in control of, of what they were able to do for most of the year, but now they don't. There, there's, there's even a scenario at this point where the Titans could win out and finish 10-6 and six and still not make a playoffs. Now, it's not very likely that could happen, but it could actually happen. If you look at uh, Football Outsiders, their playoff odds are down to 48.8%. That's down 19% from last week. And then I think, I can't remember where they were two weeks ago, but it was, you know, like in the 70s or 80% chance of making the playoffs. So obviously taking a drastic hit there. You know, the biggest thing that we're going to be watching over the next couple of weeks is the Buffalo Bills because depending on how things shake out, um, the Titans could, if the Titans end up in a three-way tie with like the Bills and the Ravens or the Bills and the Chargers, um, and depending on which game the Titans win, it, it, you know, because the, the the first tiebreaker is head-to-head. Obviously, if that doesn't, um, if, 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 the, if the team's in place, or if you have a three-way tie, you obviously move on from that because like if the Titans and the Ravens are tied, then the Titans would go ahead of the Ravens, right? But if you got Titans, Ravens, and Bills, and say all three didn't play each other, you don't have that head-to-head. Commerce record comes next, and then common opponents comes next. And so basically, after that, so basically the Titans, 
if they're going to only win one of these last two, it helps them more to be the Jaguars than it does the Rams because that's an AFC game. Um, so that helps their conference record. But, you know, when we look at the different teams, and, and Terry and I were kind of playing around this, with this before we started the show, so the teams that we're looking at are the Ravens, the Bills, and the Chargers. The Ravens have the Colts and the Bengals at home in the next two weeks. So you got you got to figure they're probably going to win both of those. And if they win both of those, that would put them at 10-6. and six. The Bills go to Foxborough to play the Patriots this week, which we would assume they're going to lose that one. And then they play at Miami in Week 17. Now, the, the Bills just beat the Dolphins this past week. It was a close game. It was in Buffalo. So they go to Miami. You know, that, that, that's a little bit more of a toss-up game. Um, and then the Chargers, uh, let's see, I don't remember off the top of my head who they have left. They have the Jets. They go to the Jets this week, which, I mean, you know, you would feel better about that if Josh McCown was, was still there. Um, tough trip across the country. You know, they, they, they've had struggles with that in the past. And then they play the Raiders in Week 17. So, you know, it, Terry, it's, it's not a great place to be where you don't control your own destiny. There's still, you know, a pretty legitimate shot the Titans can get in. And there's actually a scenario where the Titans can clinch a playoff spot this week. If the Titans beat the Rams and the Ravens and the Bills both lose, then the Titans would clinch a playoff spot this week. So we do have that scenario. And on top of that, the Titans could still win the division. Um, Jacksonville plays in San Francisco and then obviously in Nashville week 17. So if the Titans win this week, Jacksonville loses at San Francisco, which is not the most crazy thing in the world. It's probably not going to happen, but it's not the craziest thing in the world. So if the Titans win this week, Jaguars lose this week, then that Week 17 game becomes, again, a game that could decide the, or that would decide the AFC South Championship. Is it bad that I'm just like, I'm totally out on the playoffs? <laughs> I, I, I just, hey, these two games, just, just based on how this team has operated for a month, I just don't see any chance. You, you know, that's the, that's the big thing. Like the Titans have to go win one of these, and it's fine to talk about scenarios. That's, that's fine. It, it could all happen uh, any given Sunday. That, that's a thing that happens in the NFL. Uh, but this offense is broken. You've seen the defense struggle now last week. Uh, you've got one of the most potent offenses in the league, uh, if not the most potent offense in the league right now, coming to Nashville. Uh, I, I'm just – I'm not sure this secondary can handle it. I'm not sure the Titans can get enough pressure. I, and then I, I'm not sure, you know, you're talking about the Rams scoring 30 points. Can the Titans match that? I, I just, I don't see that. The Jaguars are hot. Um, Blake Portals is playing out of his mind. It's just crazy to say, like we said last night. Um, and, and considering that defense that they've got, how is this team going to even score on Jacksonville? So, I, I mean, I hate to be a Debbie Downer. Um, but I, I'm just kind of out of the playoffs. I, I, I mean, like I, I'm still rooting for it. I'm still pulling for it. Obviously, uh, if they win either of these two games, uh, there's a really pretty good chance that, that they they can get in. But uh, talking about it and doing it are two different things. You say you're out on it, but then what if Sunday night we're sitting here talking about Titans win over the Rams? How you feel at that point? Oh, I'm all the way back in, <laughs> all the way. But you know. It, that's what I've been saying for a month. Titans got to show me something. And, you know, they, they just haven't. You know, we, we saw some glimpses at Mariota, and then the defense let us down. So, I, I don't know. It's just – this has been the most frustrating year because you're, you're just right there on the brink, and the Titans just can't push across the finish line. It's, it's insane. It's so frustrating. 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like you said, right down the brink, and, and just in a season where everything broke has broken their way, and to still be in week sixteen, not controlling your own destiny, destiny is, is kind of frustrating. Just because it feels like, you know, of all years that you should have should have a good chance, this would have been it. Um, but anyway, so you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, and you know, I, I think we're all kind of in that scenario where. Still rooting for it, but not it's not something that we're really excited about. Now, again, you go out and look good against the Rams, who are you know in the conversation as as one of the best teams in the, in the NFC. Things change a little bit at that point, so uh, maybe that's something they can do to get us you know back in. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out. All right, so we'll be back tomorrow, and we will discuss the Rams. In the meantime, you can check out Locked On Rams as well. Uh, for their talk about this game and and you know where their team's at and all that stuff, you know they're having similar conversations about their team as far as you know breaking down the plays and the games and all that stuff as we are. So check them out. Uh, I think Terry's going to be on with them at some point this week, uh, you know, to talk Rams Titans. So obviously we'll uh, we'll try to get a link out to to that when it when it becomes available because um, it's always good just to, just to kind of get the information from the home team there. Uh, Terry, anything else that we need to hit before we get out tonight? Uh, pretty slow day. We'll uh, we'll preview the Rams tomorrow. Yeah, like we'll we'll, we'll really break down their numbers and stuff tomorrow uh, to preview that matchup. Because again, I mean, it, it is a big game, and and we're not to the point. You know, Terry's talked about it being draft season, um, and, and you know, like I said, on one hand, we're we're kind of we're kind of leaning that way, but we're still to the point where these games do matter, and you know, a, a win is a big deal. So we will dig into the, in, into the Rams a little bit tomorrow and see if we can find a couple of places where the Titans should have uh, some advantages in this game. Uh, like I said, check us out, MusicMiracles.com, uh, part of SB Nation covering the Titans. Uh, we'll have a lot of stuff there. Um, and if you want to jump in, we had, we had an interesting conversation today about, you know, obviously the Rams is, is you know are, are kind of tied to the Titans because they were the, they were the team that traded up for the Titans' number one pick when the Rams selected Jared Goff. So, Looking at the at the players the Titans acquired in that deal, and you know, kind of having some conversations around that. So check that out. Um, it, it's just kind of a you know, a, kind of an inter- interesting you know, would you rather scenario. So we talked a little bit about that today. Follow us on Twitter. I'm at jmorrismcm. Terry is at t lambert fb. And again, musicmiracles.com. So check all that out. Plenty of Titans coverage, and we'll be back tomorrow to preview the Rams. So for Terry, this is Jimmy saying thanks for listening to Locked On Titans. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, rate and review, uh, do all that stuff for us, and we will talk to you tomorrow. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.